today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. We've all uh, joked around about uh, how we might be spending less on gas, but we're spending more on alcohol. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting aspect moving forward. And we've uh, we've tried to get information from the LCBO in regard to this, but they basically say, wait to your report, your quarterly report or your yearly, yearly report or what have you. Um, but uh, we, we certainly know the hospitality industry has taken a hit, but has that slowed us down? Any? Let's bring in Mark Johnston, CEO of Collective Arts Brewing in Hamilton, and he is with us now. Matt, thanks for the time. I hope you're doing well. Uh, I am. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. So tell everybody what Collective Arts Brewing is, if they don't already know. Uh, sure. Uh, Collective Arts, we are our, our breweries in, in Hamilton, and uh, we are a brewery that fuses the creativity of, of craft brewing and craft beverages with the inspired talents of emerging artists and musicians from, from around the world. And how has the pandemic uh, changed your business? How has the uh, pandemic affected your business? <laughs> Uh, you know, like, like everybody else, it, it's you know meant for a lot of sleepless nights and uh, and and very little downtime trying to trying to keep up with it all. Um, you know, t- depending on you know, uh, you know what region we're we're talking about, um, uh, essentially it's meant you know bars and restaurants closing, which is you know tragic for for so many communities. And as far as a brewery, that's, that's a, a big uh, channel that we sell in. So anywhere it means anywhere from a 20% to 40% loss in sales for us. Um, now, that said, you have the other side, which, um, which you mentioned in your, in your introduction, that um, you know, now that we're all uh, trapped at home, um, you know, uh, consumption for, um, for re- you know, out of retail – you know, sales out of uh, retail, so grocery stores and LCBOs, uh, is up. Um, depending on where you are, that 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 may balance out to about the you know flat. But um, you, know, you know, bars and restaurants are shuttered, as you know. It's interesting. I remember we were discussing at one point, um, you know, but what businesses have have survived or even flourished? What businesses have fallen by the wayside? And one of the one of the businesses that is seeing a decline in sales is Coca Cola. And you're thinking, well, how could that be? But as you just mentioned, you think of the events, you think of uh, public gatherings, you think of bars, restaurants. I mean, that must be a huge piece of their market. The same thing with the alcohol industry. Yeah, de- definitely. And, um, you know, obviously no one has, no one industry has been hurt, uh, any worse than, than bars and restaurants, you know, for, for brewers or soft drink companies, you have other channels. Um, so, you know, you know, we can't, uh, you know, we can't complain too heavily because, you know, um, you know, we, we do have those other options and, and the, you know, actually the government of Ontario has, um, you know, I applaud them for their move with restaurants, Allowing them to um, sell for take home um, or or um, or online together with food because it's at least given those bars and restaurants another way to to sell and and hopefully keep more more of the uh, more of the independent um, uh, restaurants uh, open uh, through this. So obviously the bars hospitality is down, and I know you don't work for the LCBO, but they must be seeing an increase. Are they the ones that are that are benefiting from this? Yeah, de- well, yeah, definitely LCBO grocery stores that sell are, are up uh, for sure. Obviously, you have some, you know, some additional costs and complexity, but yes, they're up, they're up overall. 
And, you know, one of the trends that happened early on that was, you know, that was challenging for any small producers is, is, um, um, consumers as we go in, you know, you're holding your breath going in retail, um, and, and you're grabbing as quickly as you can. So a lot of the shift actually went to, to, uh, uh, larger pack sizes and bigger, bigger companies. So it was very painful for the first few months for mm. craft, craft brewers, um, that has started to balance out, uh, but but definitely it had an impact that not only did we lose our sales in bars and restaurants, but we were actually significantly down. Uh, you know, for you know, as collective arts, we also sell in the U.S. Forty percent of our business was in bars and restaurants, and those retail channels that kept selling, um, really everyone was focusing on on big pack formats. So it actually you know decimated our business, which is it has now uh, rebounded back at least in the retail channels. We've certainly seen changes in regulation uh, at the hospitality bar, restaurant level, uh, patios, you know, serving alcohol, that sort of thing. Uh, many will stay, maybe, maybe will, some will not. Uh, what about changes in regulation as, as far as this pandemic, especially with obviously uh, craft brewers are, are competing on a different platform than what the big boys are? Uh, that being said, changes in regulations, uh, anything helping you are more needed. Well, you know, as I mentioned, the change to allow bars and restaurants to sell direct to consumers for take home is good is good for everybody. It allows those, uh, you know, those bars, restaurants, cafes to stay, uh, you know, have another revenue stream and hopefully stay open uh, and 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 survive through through the pandemic. Uh, but it also is good for smaller retail or smaller producers li- like us that it gives us another channel. As you know, craft brewers, we make a lot wide range of products. Not all of those can be made available and else to be our grocery because we, we just they, they don't have the shelf space and, um, to, you know, to support us. And so it gives us an alternative channel. So that's actually been good for us to to continue to have some sales through there. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong. Um, it's still a, a, a something that's a shining light. In addition, for us, uh, we make cider. Uh, the government of Ontario changed uh, the rules, and we're hoping that stays. They've done it as a limited time. We're hoping it stays as a permanent decision, allowing us, uh, even though um, we make our, you know, we buy all of our cider with local, <coughs> sorry, local growers in the province. It, it's made with all uh, Ontario, um, you know, fruits and vegetables, and. Um, uh, we weren't allowed to sell direct to consumers for e-commerce or out our front door because we our our, our brewery is located in Hamilton or our cidery is located in Hamilton, and we don't have a five-acre orchard on site. Uh-huh. They've changed that rule and allowed us that you know because we're making it that we can sell direct to consumer, which has been huge for us and is huge for the agriculture industry to you know hopefully continue growing the cider industry. We're hoping that's a permanent decision. So. The government has definitely made those concessions, and, I, and, and, we're, and we're hoping they stay. Matt Johnson has been with the CEO of Collective Arts Brewing in Hamilton, talking about consumption during COVID-19. Matt, thanks for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Be well. Thank you. And you, and you as well. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. How does this affect us from a medical, physical, mental standpoint? Let's bring in Dr. James McKillop. He's a professor in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Neurosciences at McMaster and is with us now. Doctor, thanks for the time. I hope you're doing well. 
I'm doing really well. Good to be with you, Scott. Thanks for the time. We appreciate that. Uh, we've certainly heard uh, th- what's happened to the uh, hospitality industry, restaurants, bars, and such, all closed down, but that hasn't necessarily slowed our consumption. What do we know about our consumption of alcohol during this pandemic? Well, it's a very interesting situation, Scott. We- we've seen some trends in terms of sales that are definitely worrying. So if you look at, for example, LCBO sales or sales in other provinces, overall alcohol sales definitely went up in very noticeable ways. But of course, sales don't tell us about actual drinking because some people may have been just buying alcohol to make sure that they didn't run out. And we've heard a lot of anecdotes about uh, excessive drinking But there hasn't been a lot of systematic study so far. So there's definitely a gap between anecdote and evidence at this point. When will we know how this has affected us? Well, there are a number of studies that are actively investigating this question. Uh, I think that the, the federal government has funded a number of projects to monitor drinking over time, actually, My laboratory is one of the ones that's been doing that. And there are a lot of labs like mine that are using our existing data and existing projects to try to get some snapshots to get a more systematic sense. And so it's going to take some time, but I think within probably the next few months, we'll get a much more complete sense for uh, how overall patterns are changing. Uh, any idea how much money this will be making those companies, LCBOs, beer stores, and such? Well, I, I think that on balance, the pandemic has been very kind of uh, lopsided in terms of its economic impact. And what we hear a lot about are uh, the, the, the tragedies in terms of the economy. But I do think that uh, alcoholic beverage companies, I think the cannabis companies, um, and uh, similar ones are faring fairly well because people are, uh, it seems, uh, if not engaging in more use, certainly buying more, um, and, and perhaps because they want to stockpile to make sure that they don't run out. Is this like food consumption? Obviously, restaurant sales are down, but we've seen grocers go way up, like 30%. Is it the same sort That's of right. thing? That's, that, that's exactly right. So I think that it, it's a matter of just sort of the, the economics are moving around the, the economy differently. So I think that it's not necessarily that uh, people aren't spending money, but, but they are now purchasing alcohol not in bars, not in restaurants, um, but at the LCBO, for example, or at the grocery store uh, buying beer or wine. Advice for those who may be tipping too much. Well, I think one of the the things that's very important to me is um, helping people know when things may be going from a a little too much to a real problem. And I think that um, the Canadian low-risk guidelines are very helpful in terms of uh, identifying what is uh, a level that starts to put a person at risk. So, for example, men drinking four or more in an episode, women drinking uh, three or more in an episode is generally considered uh, increasingly risky. I think that if uh, people are worried about their drinking, uh, it's definitely worth talking to their GP because there are a lot of different treatment strategies out there. They don't have to be um, immediately Alcoholics Anonymous or an inpatient program, but if you're drinking more than you'd like to be, or if you're noticing that there are some significant consequences, there are 
uh, some medications that have been shown to be helpful, and some uh, simple behavioral strategies can help people reduce their drinking, too. Dr. James McKillop has been with us, professor in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Neurosciences at McMaster University, talking about alcohol consumption during the pandemic. Doctor, thanks for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Be well. Great to talk to you, Scott. Take care. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.